Hey everyone, thank you again to another episode of Nerds in the City, a Central Florida podcast talking about nerd cultures, movies, games, comics, movie reviews, and events eventually happening in and around Central Florida. As always, this is your host, Tony, with my friend, cousin, boy from the hood, boys from the hood, Nico Damas. Damas. <laughs> you, you had to finish it off for me? I had to get, I had to get up there. I wanted yeah. the echo effect. You should just <laughs> right behind me. Damas. <laughs> Damas. Damas. What's goody, man? What's goody? Good, man. It's I've watched a lot of TV this week. I um, have not. As weird as it sounds, you would think I like that's all I do, but I, I have not as much. Yeah. Last couple weeks, I've been really big on uh, Twitch. Okay. Um, there, I've... I've I watch a few people that I normally follow that are local players that yeah. that do uh, Call of Duty, mm-hmm. and just and I and I know them personally, so I'll just chat with them while they're playing just to see what they're doing and watching gameplay. But mostly, what I've been watching is people drawing. I don't know what it is about that. Actually, that's what I've been doing. Well, because remember, I remember I don't know if I mentioned to you. I know I have mentioned to you. I my thing right now is I really want to learn how to paint portraits of people. Mm-hmm. Like I'm talking about like old school like Rembrandt style paintings of people, like yeah. the, whatever, right? But I realize obviously the painting is obviously going to be complicated. But I want to get down to the point where like the drawing first too. Yeah. To be able to draw it out, like I mean I'm not because I mean there's a, there's ways I can take shortcuts, but it's not about that. Yeah. So like I've been taking watching videos how to paint and also how to draw porches of people so like yeah it's weird that, that we're doing the same thing similar it's weird yeah so what i normally do is i'll when i search it because they have a category for arts mm-hmm. and i usually pick i look at the the people that have the most views like whoever has a live stream but not so many people active on the chat or watching them live because for me it's like when i watch people on twitch i like to talk to them get more insight of what they're drawing Okay. So I usually pick somebody around either 60 or 50 people watching because sometimes not everybody's commenting, maybe like probably like 10 people. So you could get a comment and you'll get a response from it. Or I'll go to people that have like three viewers. But are, is their work good? Is that what you look for? Some of them are. There's a few of them that are good. Uh, it's just they just started doing Twitch. So their work is there. It's mm-hmm. just that they're building their audience on Twitch. So. Their skills are there, just their audience is not there to meet them yet. So there's I've been a few. There's one guy that I, I watch. I think I watched him like four days last week was uh, Young Khan. And he's like he's a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. So every time he goes up, every, every time I watch him, he's doing something different. Like he was doing emotes, which are like little uh, figures or icons for Twitch for comments. And then he'll do like T-shirt designs. He did like a Zelda powerlifting T-shirt design for a buddy of his. And then in that one, I started asking him like random questions, like, "Oh, what program do you use?" And like brush sizes or like other questions. And he was like very responsive. Like, "This is what I did." I think maybe that's what I should I, I should do because um, one thing I've noticed I've watched a bunch. I'm talking about like twenty, thirty, maybe different drawing and like painting videos, or probably more. But the one thing I noticed when people try to teach, especially on YouTube and stuff, mm-hmm. they either tell you, they either show you what they're doing by just doing speed videos, yeah. or they kind of tell you what they're doing while they're doing the videos or whatever. But for some reason, that's not the way I learn. Maybe this is me. That's not the way I learn. 
Because, yeah, I'm looking at what you're doing, and I get that's what you're doing. Yeah. And if I wanted to repeat that same action, you just explain how I can repeat that same action. But that's not what I'm looking for, yeah. which is that's why I guess I would love to do Twitch. My thing is I need to know because basically the way tutorials are, they've already made the decision of what they're doing, and they're showing me what they're doing. But that doesn't teach me how to do it. What yeah. I want to know is how did you come to that decision? Why is that piece of artwork the same thing? Why is that base color what you're going to choose over another base color? Yeah. You know, like, what are you looking for when you look at a picture first to determine what your next step is going to be? Like, that's my thing is I don't care how you do it. I can figure out how do you do it. What I need to learn what you know how to do, I need to know how you come to the conclusion of, of why of it. what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. So there was... um. There was uh, one artist, and this is just on us. I think she does it Saturdays. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if it was her scheduled day. I don't remember. And I lost the name and I forgot to follow her. Is that she, um, on her Instagram and on her, I guess, on I guess a web like newsletter she has, like an email newsletter, newsletter she sends out um, a email or Instagram post of what she's teaching that day. Mm-hmm. So like the one the day that I walked in on was she was doing Cora from the Cora the Last Airbender. Yeah, yeah. She had Cora. She had like two pictures of Cora and then of a, a friend of her that's a model, like a fitness model, and she's on a certain pose. And she's like, "We're gonna use the reference from my friends her pose, drawing Cora into it." So she has an on her stream. She'll show the pictures and she'll start drawing the squares and the shapes. And she's like, "This is why I do this, and this is what you're gonna do." And she'll do. She'll went from beginning to end. I came in late, but I remember like by that point she was already doing like she had the leads, the the legs, the figures, the shoulders, and most of the outfit done. Yeah. And she she and there was people just in the chat, just either drawing or just chatting with her while she was doing the, like the class. Do you think it's? I think we had the discussion earlier, but do you think it's worth it to? Do you think it's worth it to learn? the basics of like drawing with a pencil then a paintbrush or i think you were referencing that why not just learn how to do all those things on a like on a tablet digitally did i like do you think it's worth learning how to do i guess what's considered old school method of doing those things rather than knowing how to do it on a a digital a digital it's, canvas it's it, it all falls under preference is it yeah, because that's what i'm like because, wondering is like cuz maybe because it's it's a whole different feel when you're painting it on is. canvas because you feel that resistance and like no no you and, obviously the way paint and, and the then, way paint applies to a canvas or you know a uh, medium exactly but the thing is the question I have is I mean yeah so I'm learn is basically if I learn how to draw with a pencil and a canvas am I literally just learning it for no reason because if I decide to go digital. None of those skills really transfer over. Uh, the muscle memory will to a certain degree, um, but it, you'll still have a learning curve to get into when you go digital. You'll you all right. So if you let's say if you do start with paper on pen, uh, pen and paper or mm-hmm. paint on canvas, yeah, you'll still have the same fundamentals of what the shapes are, where you're going with it, and how you want it to look. But the process of how how quick can you get it from beginning to end that when you always did it on paper, then how you do it on digital. Yeah. And the good thing about digital is that 
you could control Z every like every five times to get the perfect line you want. No, because I I guarantee I, you know what it is is like I mean, and this is probably a good question for another time, but I there's gonna be a point where basically are we are we trying to hold on to old school things just because that's what we we know was like the original way of doing it? Because like, am I doing paintbrush and pencil just because that's how I grew up to believe that's how art is created? And then I decided to do digital because I know that's where it's going. So it's like you're learning two different things, not because they 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 hold some kind of intrinsical value, yeah, but only because like, well, this is how I know art to be, and this is how I know art's becoming. Yeah, but the thing with with that is that I would rather have like let's say Iron well, Man. Iron Man's my favorite character. Okay, one of my favorite. I would rather have a painting. Of Iron Man than a digital print of Iron Man. If that makes any sense, even as much as I know that, if I if I would love to, have, digital is a lot of people doing digital now because that's a, a more effective, efficient mm-hmm. and way of uh, getting an uh, output in drawing sense. But for some reason, something on canvas of like a a painting of Iron Man. Well, there's canvas, context to it. Like it's. It's like anything with it. when it comes to let's say what we do. Like perfect example is film versus digital. I mean, I, I would I do both. So. Well, I've done it in a while though. So. I've never I've done I I did film when I first was in high school, but I, as as far as like me being a photographer in general, I've always done digital. But you think about it, like when things exist online, it's not the same. Yeah, that's true. When things exist on a memory. It's it's beautiful, but it's not the same as when it's in in front of you in a large print. That's true. No, that's correct. But how we always like I always told you about between digital and film mm-hmm. is that if you have a film camera, sometimes you only have twenty four shots, and you need to perfect it within twenty four shots. Then a digital camera, you could take twenty five thousand pictures. And pick twenty four out of those. Yeah. So it's it's it. I think when when it's the old school method, you have to be more um, conscious of your actions. So that's why if, if I was when you're doing painting. So basically, it, the idea of the gaming method is it better to have three lives <laughs> versus somebody infinite. who has infinite, infinite yeah, because you infinite lives because your your actions are going to be more direct and more conscious of what you're doing. But yeah, so that's what. So going from there, mm-hmm. yes, I've been watching Twitch a lot last week, <laughs> and this week I have uh-huh. been just binging on a lot of shows people have been recommending me. Okay, you wanna you wanna go through some of the new ones, some of the good ones. Uh, one that I watch, which which I just skimmed through, it was um, Kiss Me First. That's the one I told you it was like a London yeah. based, had a little bit of. Um, first uh ready player one type of element to it and all right so it's better way to explain it if i if i remember the movie correctly yeah it's ready player one and suicide girls suicide uh club the japanese movie so suicide club was about people literally committing suicide yeah and, and and ready player one it's like a combo of both in this tv show so digital cult, something like that. So yeah, so that's what I was watching. But I am excited 
to hear. I feel like uh, the, you know something. That's one thing I've been waiting for since everything started. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for the world of Ready Player One to exist at this point. <laughs> I feel like it's not that far off. I mean, the technology's there, so I'm surprised they haven't. Nobody's been able to just apply it to make it easy for everybody to do it. Yeah. Like, that's all it is. The technology is there. Now we just need something to put it, bring it together. Not only bring it together, but bring it to the masses. We'll bring it together. Like, Zoom Like Zoom is something that brought everybody together. And it's, like you said, go to the masses. But, yeah. And it's I'm guessing it's just something that's easier to use. All we're waiting for is, like, imagine if they built... Right now, they just announced uh, World of Warcraft but uh, VR. Yeah. It's a VR a Oculus World of Warcraft game. There goes Ready Player One right there. <laughs> yeah, that is because people already spend hours. Well, because the world hours. is huge. Oh, the world, not even hours, months. Of course, but years. the but think about it, the world is already there. The world is huge. Yeah. And now, when you walk around that world and you kill boars, whatever, it's literally you From doing it, and then you're meeting other people that that are existing in that same platform. Yeah. And all you like that's what Ready Player One. That's why I thought Ready Player One is so awesome is because. All it's doing is taking the games that exist right now, that like uh, online Red Dead Redemption or any of these games, World of Warcraft, um, uh, the one that you, uh, the one that you're playing right now, uh, Call of Duty, Call of Duty, making those worlds a reality. Yeah, like not reality, but more contextual. Like people literally can be in it. And every game, think about it, every game has every movie has kind of set that future up. But I'm surprised we're not here yet. Like gamer. Oh yeah, I remember that. With um, that was a little bit more fucking like more messed up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was a little twisted. Yeah, but again, the the kid playing the video game was just a room with motion capture. Yeah, no, that's exactly. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So um, what? Oh, we just, I'm sorry. I'm, I feel like I cut. Yeah, you no, off. no, no, no. We're just getting into the that show, uh-huh. and I've been rewatching. Yeah, Parks and Rec. Did you hear about? Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, I, I just recently heard about it that they're bringing everybody back together. They're bringing them back together for a special episode, reunion episode. And I find that interesting because, it's, like, is going to be covering like the whole quarantine coronavirus <laughs> epidemic, which I I think it's funny. Well, I I feel like oh my god, it's so best because Leslie Nope had that episode that mm-hmm. she did a um, crisis management. Oh, the one where she yes, I remember uh, where she like. It was a kind of like a like she was doing like a, a fair. Test. Yeah, she yeah. was doing a fair, and then yeah. uh, one of the councilmen, a uh, jam. It was bird flu. Yeah, it started with bird flu, and he was like a tornado hit, mm-hmm. and she was like, "I know what's going on. I've been prepared for this." So I feel like they're gonna do something along those lines. She's like, "Aren't you prepared for this?" And she doesn't have it because it's something they've never expected to hit. <laughs> no, but that's another thing that I find interesting about them getting together right now because obviously. Ever since it started, everybody's been, you know, definitely, and there's good reason for it. It's it's necessary. The scrutiny of the governments, the local governments, or you know, just government in general. Yeah. So, and that's what the show was about. Was about local government and how they how they handled the day to day in that little town. <laughs> so, and you find it weird is because obviously that show, I loved it and it has a success, but obviously the success of that show, even though it was kind of modeled after it, was not as big as The Office, right? So I love yeah. that show, and I, I I could pick up many people that watch too, but obviously you ask the same people which one they like more. They're more than they're all, nine out of ten will always say they like The Office more. It's because of Michael Scott. 
True, but here's the weird part. I feel like there's more successful people that came out of Parks and Recs rather than The Office. As individual actors or within the story? Yeah, like if you were to take away the individual actors who found success outside of the show uh, compared to Parks and Recs, I feel like you could find more successful people coming out of Parks and Recs rather than um, The Office. Because the think about it. Aside from Michael Scott, aside from... John um, Krasinski. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy who, play, who, who played Andy. Um, what was his name? I know Craig De- uh, Craig Robinson. That's true. He does. He does have success. Um, and you can even give... I'll even give you... Uh, um, um, the 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 redhead the the one that Andy was in love with um oh the one that she has her own show uh, yeah because I literally Kimmy Schmidt or something Kimmy like Schmidt because I literally just rewatched that show so I love that show so yeah you can give her a little bit of that success too but that's what maybe five people right no because um, Rain Wilson did a couple of movies which one Rain who's Rain Wilson again Toy Shoot he didn't really do any movies. He like, did the he did the rock. No, no, okay, he but did he did like bad. that was right after the show. But I'm talking about like oh, even like, now, even now. I yeah, know. because think about think about Parks and Rec. You have Star Lord. Uh, well, M- Mindy Kindling, the what one that played Kelly, she had her own Mindy show for like six seasons. Uh, Ed Helms, yeah, like. But the I thing still is, feel like if you put them together, pound for pound, you're gonna get more, more like star, star power, power from from Parks and Rec. Yeah, but didn't um, what's her name that plays Leslie Nope? Um, trying to remember. Not as much her. But didn't she come from Saturday Night Live? I think so. Yeah, I think she did. I think she 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 was in Saturday Night Live. But she she did a lot of B character in movies. A lot. Yeah, because I know she was. It wasn't she best friends with um, uh, Tina Fey. No, the, she's wait, wait. She's not that lady. No. No wait, now I'm like so lost. Cause she did one with Tina Fey. There, there, there. Is were, that her? Wow, I, that I she was that she was pretending to be pregnant. <laughs> Is like that she, her? I feel yeah. like they're not the same person. I am literally thinking about. I feel like that's two different people. And, wow. and isn't the one that isn't she also the one? That is her. Wow, um, wow. I am so lost, dude. Isn't she also? I'm I'm trying to think. Isn't she Amy Amy Poehler? Yeah. Amy Poehler, yeah. Yeah, but wasn't she the one that that did with Will Ferrell that they they were the spirits, the the cheerleaders? Yeah, no. Was she the one that did that? Yeah. Oh wow, that was crazy. Um, but yeah, so there you go. I didn't even realize that too. So there you go. There's that success, and then yeah, but this was and prior then, to, um, this is prior to Parks and Recs. But all right, so I don't know if. I feel like this is what I read, and I'm not sure, but the creator that did The Office mm-hmm. also did Parks and Rec. Probably. Uh, but the thing what they did is that they reformat they reformatted the formula a little bit mm-hmm. in the sense of uh, what happens with when once um, Steve Carell's character, Michael Scott, left, mm-hmm. they try to branch out stories from the other characters. In the show, and it was hard because it's already seven seasons in, so they mm-hmm. don't know much about it. So they were trying to pull things out that people were like, uh, "I don't know how that would feel." I, I saw one. Even if you see the office, see the Dwight spinoff, they tried and didn't work. You can tell it wasn't going to work when they when, tried when they tried to the, the it within the office show. They tried to do this Dwight spinoff, 
And you just felt like that the chemistry was wasn't of, there. It was off. Yeah. So what they did with the Parks and Recs is that they focus on the department itself. Yeah. And Leslie Note mostly because yeah. it's her story. But they gave enough background and uh, like sh- uh, character development, sh- character development or camera time to yeah. the other characters that you could love them as a group and individually. Yeah. So once there were some episodes that was very like not that much on Leslie no. that they showed off like, um, like Amy Poehler's character, uh, mm. Amy Plaza's character, or Ron Swanson, Chris, Ron Swanson, Chris Pratt's character mm-hmm. that you were like, oh, it's still entertaining to watch. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, I want to see what the the new epi- the upcoming episode, the special episode reunion would be that. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be cool. I could see that. I I really enjoy, I really enjoy the idea of that. Yeah, but um, yeah, what's up? No, I'm just I I just like that's one thing I am taking away from all this situation that's going on, and devastation that sucks. But I feel like in this quarantine, people are like, as weird as it sounds, people are coming together a lot more. Yeah. Because uh, did you? I don't know if you got to see the last uh, uh, Saturday Night Live. So I mentioned it before Saturday Night Live has done an uh, um, at home show where basically yeah, you told me. they record from home so now it looks like they're doing the same thing but now one their equipment seems better and they have so many more cameos like it's not just one guest star now that comes in there like it's a bunch of just random like uh last week um brad pitt was the one who did the opening one yeah and he played fauci <laughs> so and then you had uh uh just everybody doing it from home but then they had uh um uh bad bunny was in it uh oh yeah with with uh big poppy's big poppy's dinner dinner. that's what i'm saying you have so many little like so many cameos is coming in there david ortiz just doing all these skits because they're all home yeah no that's definitely true but one person that did have a lot of Mm. time of his hand was kevin smith because he just confirmed he finished mall rats too because his whole quarantine thing he's been home he finished a story something like that. i think he finished a story he finished writing it okay so what happens to like okay so is more rats the one that you think that you want or would you want another clerks excuse me i would want another more rats really yeah i enjoyed it it was fun i I don't know clerks the last about three so okay but the thing okay but here's the weird thing about okay more rats the central story obviously was uh, Brody. Yeah. But Brody was a side character. He was not a main character. No. So the main character, I don't even know what happened to that actor, let alone the girl that he was with. So, like, they have never done a cameo. That I know they haven't done a cameo to any of the Kevin Smith movies, even though Brody has been in a bunch of them. Yeah. I think this is a follow Brody's or something within. But the, the thing is, is it going to be Brody thing? and uh, remember his girlfriend at the time? Um, The one from 90210? Oh. Uh, I'm trying to remember her name. She was in Charmed. Yeah, uh, I forgot her name. I, but she was the one that she she has that reputation of being like being difficult to work with. Um, yeah. And then now you have uh, what's his name? The guy. Remember the guy who was the whole movie? He was just trying to see the the 3D image that comes out of the picture. Oh, the. And we saw him in the hunt. We saw him in that yeah, movie. Yeah, right? he's like he's like super muscular now. Yeah, he's like he's like a like a full bodybuilder now, whatever. Like, yeah. and that was I think that was the biggest he ever was in that movie. Yeah, he was in Boy Meets World at that time too. Yeah, that was the biggest he's been. So wow, like, 
there's a lot of characters in that. I'm just wondering. Like, it'd be interesting. Like, this is crazy. Just to see. But with that was, um, what was I saying? So, he had a lot of time with that. Then they also also announced, uh, possibly, mm-hmm. they're looking for Sebastian Stan as, you know Sebastian Stan is, right? Give me a little hint. Uh, Captain America, Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier. Is that his name? Sebastian Stan, yeah. Stan. I literally Sebastian just posted Stan. a movie about him. Was that his name? I, for some reason, I thought he was something else. Because uh, he was in Hot Top Time Machine, which I blew my mind when I realized that. <laughs> For real? Winter Soldier was in Hot Top Time Machine, but he looks completely different. Oh, was he just starting out? I don't know, but he looks he looks like completely different. Like, it's, it's crazy how much different he looks in that movie compared to how he is now. Yes, yeah, so... Mm-hmm. Um, he is being lobbied for Blumhouse's Dracula reboot. Blumhouse or Universal? Blumhouse. Dracula. Yes. What do you mean by reboot? Reboot of based on whose story? Because Dracula, Dracula isn't really a reboot character. Because I mean, Dracula is Dracula. Yeah, but I don't know if it's gonna be like uh, Bram Stoker's. That's what I'm saying. So a reboot. Of Blumhouse's version of Dracula? They should not touch the Bram Stoker one unless they really... Because I love Blumhouse, but Blumhouse doesn't necessarily have that kind of budget. Yeah. Because think about it. Though, like, when they did uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, um, I remember reading a story oh, about... Um, they said Karen uh, Kuzma's Bram Stro- uh, Dracula. Yeah. So it's a different variation on the I story? I think it's, it's the one that came out in the in the 20s and the 30s. But I wonder what his story is then. Because I know that was more modernized. Like, he was, uh, he was like, in society now, right? Yeah. yeah but because yeah. the budget they had for Bram Stoker's was insane. So, yeah. So, so they eyeing him for that. And then, so his uh, other MCU buddy, uh, Chris Hemsworth, okay. is being eyed for a um, biopic of Hulk... Kogan, yep. <laughs> I'm just wondering about that. Yeah, one. I don't. I I I find it interesting, and mm. I could slightly. I think, like I know we discussed it. Is like because yeah. he's Australian. And he know he could play an English character, uh, English speaking, American yeah. speaking English. But Hulk Hogan has his own type of English, and like no, no, he vibrato. has He has a performance, a persona, bravado. But that's. Again, that's a performance. I don't believe that's how he speaks normally. Yeah, he does. What do you mean? Yeah, he does. So, like, if I asked him you know, what the time is on the street, that's how he's going to answer me? Yeah. yeah. Two o'clock, brother. Like, yeah. I do not believe that's the way that man talks to 24 hours. What do you mean he's spoken to him? I've spoken to Hulk Hogan. Okay. All right. So, backtrack. Backstory. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into this. Please do. So, um... I was working at an alarm company, mm-hmm. and I'm a, I was a dispatcher. So an alarm goes off at a house, and I normally call and say, "Hey, how's everything going?" Real professional, not like okay. this. I'm like, "This is Tony from such and such. Uh, your alarm went off. Is everything okay?" And normally you have a password to give to just a confirmation that it's good. Okay. So an alarm pops up on my screen. So I was like, "All right, let me call." My my uh, coworker looks at it and the name, and he was like. That's Hulk Hogan. I was like, no way. He's like, yes. Okay. So I call, and just like that, he's like, hey, brother, 
I was like, hey, this is Tony from such okay, and such. Yeah. Say hey brother is different than like no. hey brother, like No, just like that. Just what, like, like with the, the with, with the, the tone. With the tone? Yeah. A little bit. The inflection, that's a, that's such a like I find but it so I, I, I think I think the way he speaks. Yeah. He I understand that when he was on the when he's on TV and he's he's that character is amplified. His, mm-hmm. but the the cadence of how he speaks is just like that that's so interesting i don't know i don't know if it was just him and so moment. it really has that to do with australian it's basically can another person emulate that that way of speaking that way uh that mannerism of speaking because obviously that is a very unique like if you're telling me that's not that's not a like a, a fake bravado that he creates for the screen that that's how he normally like if you catch him off guard that's how he will address you that is so different. Yeah, that but it wasn't. So in, it wasn't intense. I'm not gonna say it was. Like, no, no, I know it's intense. But you're saying that, like, the minute he spoke, I'm like, I am speaking to Hulk Hogan. <laughs> like, seriously, so I was like, I was fanboying at the okay. at the moment over the phone. I mean, but honestly, who? I'm not saying Chris Hemsworth is my first pick for that. But then again, too, I can't think of another first. I can't think of a first pick. Like, I'm thinking of a, a, like just going through my Rolodex of, of actors, and I. I don't know, and again, it's not size because our size no. you can find people with size. Yeah, he has a size. Uh, yeah, you can find people with size, but it's a question of bravado and like, like somebody that size char- that can. That, he has to have that bravado and that char- charismatic appeal that he did. But let no, I me mean, think about this too, because as far as actors that have that that kind of energy, mm-hmm. there's only one real actor that doesn't. That's only because he came from that world, which is The Rock. Yeah, because he he is a big intimidating person who is able to play off this very energetic and, and like positive nature, and it's yeah. it's so bizarre to see that because even Arnold Schwarzenegger when he was that big, you know, he could have had funny roles, but he was never like that. Yeah, he was never that that super energetic and charismatic when you're that size. I mean, I guess the only other person closest enough would maybe be um, the guy from Aquaman, Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa is probably the next level in which Jason Momoa himself looks like a wrestler. Yeah, he does. So I laugh that you get him as a Macho Man. Oh, <laughs> you hit it on the head. I think wow, you hit the nail on the head, buddy. Right? Hit the nail on the head. I honestly, I don't know why. Even though it's like, is Macho Man really like the biggest connection to to Hulk Hogan? But if you think about it, like I think. I think a Hulk Hogan biopic is nothing unless it has an equally amazing Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah, as a counterpart uh, to it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That Which be- honestly, you you wow, casting choices <laughs> you hit the nail on the head. If they're gonna do a Macho Man Randy Savage, I think it has to. I mean, just has to be um, Jason Momoa. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's okay. awesome. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so they they mm. they did do that, and uh, going back to a couple episodes, uh, okay. re- more recent episodes that we've have discussed. Yeah. So with the whole um, theaters closing down for now, okay, and um, they're re-questioning of um, opening again because of, of the quarantine and the stay-at-home. Well, either way, AMC I believe uh, has been. Uh, um, they were they were not financially stable apparently before everything started. So this kind of this might have clinched it for them too. So yeah. So now that um, 
with that going on. Mm -hmm. So there's one thing that I've noticed, and it just came up. uh, So most movie theaters or most uh, movie production companies, uh, big budget ones, Mm -hmm. that uh, they're rescheduling. Like if they have a big uh, title... Um, like a big a big budget movie, they either gonna push it to the end of the year mm-hmm. or reschedule it for the following year. Okay. Um, and then there's other movies that are not as not in the budget realm that they they're at with those that they're going straight to VOD. Yeah. Right. So you can rent it. So now, um, one movie it's called The American Pickle. It's uh, about an immigrant uh, uh, immigrant worker. That falls into a vat of pickles and is brined for a hundred years. It's called the American pickle, and it's by Seth Rogen. Oh, okay. So this one, so here's my thing that that caught my interest, and said I wanted to discuss with you. I don't know if you knew about it. Is that they're not going straight to VOD? They were scheduled to come out of movies, but they're not scheduled for for you. But how we have not heard? I've never. Did I? I don't think so. I've never heard of the. I've never seen the trailer. I've never heard of anything about it. So, yeah, it's recent. So, here's the deal that happened. I think it was supposed to come out later this year. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if the commercials were coming out, supposed to come out now. Yeah. Because, you know, like, smaller budgets. A couple months, yeah. A couple it, months. Like, probably, like, eight months before the movie releases. Also, I think when it comes to certain um, success, I guess when it comes to success rate or, or what you believe the success might be, you probably tend to shorten the time the trailer and the movie is. Yeah. Because you think you might get a bigger buzz in that short amount of time. Yeah. So, it'll be quicker to get... Yeah, like you come up with commercials, like what is this? Before people actually start, be like, it might be dumb, whatever. Like, just yeah. throw it out there, and everybody goes watch it. So, so, okay. So with this one, I think it was uh, produced by Sony. Okay. And what they did is they made a deal with HBO to have it released in HBO Max. Okay. So it's not going to VOD. It was supposed to be a theatrical release. Mm-hmm. So they, instead of getting to VOD, they ended up getting a deal with. Uh, HBO and going through the HBO channel and only showing that HBO Max being released there. So my thing was question or conversation I wanted to bring up with this is do you think and I think this might happen is that like Disney not Disney Plus like Hulu and uh, Netflix or Amazon are going to start picking up all these low hanging fruits. The VOD straight to, straight to VOD rentals? before before they go go to VOD picking up those movies before they go to VOD and just applying it to their streaming service. So in order for that to really have okay, so it, like you would have to garnish a great a lot of money to 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 come back to what they're expecting. They're estimated. They're estimated of what they would. So make. obviously the okay. So HBO and these people are licensing right. They're not. They don't own it. They're licensing it to 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 premiere it. I don't know if it's gonna be no no, but that's that's how they work. Premiere I mean, or yeah, premiere. They don't own the rights to that permanently. HBO doesn't own the rights to almost no, any but of the movies. It could be, but I don't know if, TV shows. Yeah, it could be. I, it, it's gonna be licensed. It's but, gonna be a temporary license, but they're but they're it could be a, it to, could be a license, but like it was only gonna be on HBO Max. Yeah, but only for let's say even if it's like a year, it's still a year, and then after that, yeah. you can go to something else. So they're basically just, but they're thinking, again, they're not paying the license to just air it; they're paying the license to to um, basically premiere it. Almost like when technology companies come up with a new technology, they hold that license for I think it's like maybe five years. Yeah, before other companies are allowed to um, use it, use it. Yeah, yeah, like iPhone stuff like that, all those things. So they, you know, whatever. So. The question is: Is there are they going to be able to 
because they're not going to offer them what they would have made VOD altogether. Yeah. I don't think that's what they would do, but they would have to offer them something where the isn't the ballpark or what they would want. I guess because I mean, think about it. If you do it that way, that means whatever you think you were going to make in VOD, you're not going to. Yeah. So the longevity, you'll make whatever, but I don't know. It's basically saying, okay, that extra money that you get up front would be more than the extra, than the money you would have made a VOD. Just at that first point. Yeah. Because even if HBO does that, I guarantee you, let's say within maybe a three month run, they still have to sell the rental and own like rights to people that want to buy it for themselves. Yeah. Like I can go buy Game of Thrones uh, on v- like on Amazon and stuff like that. Yeah. No, of course. So that's what I'm saying. There's only a limited amount of time that they hold control over that. So is it worth it? Yeah, but it depends on what titles they pick up. I just feel like I mean, and also for the the movie makers, it's 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 money. It's like okay, well, we don't have to risk it. Those people are going to give us this much money front. Yeah, because because you you're eliminating the guess of how many people are going to rent it mm-hmm. on VOD, then getting guarantee money, and being like, we're going to give you this X amount. Mm-hmm. Just a premiere and hold it for a year, on our streaming service. But uh, I'm so but I, like, I'm, so my thing is like, wow, that's crazy. Because no, that's crazy. But now I'm like, wow, there's gonna be a lot of more movies that might that had had the potential of coming out to theaters, mm-hmm. and now now they have the secondary op. Now their primary options go to VOD, but now they have that back. I was like, oh well, if I feel where the market's going, this movie won't do as well. Against this other these other movies that are coming out at the same time, so let's see if we could get a license at Netflix. So let me propose a different scenario, possibly. Now I'm not saying this is less likely, but I feel like it would be a new culture if it happened this way. Um, so obviously we've seen the um, screen, like the Invisible Man and yeah. whatever, right? So those are I forgot what they're called. They're VODs, but they're different type of VODs, obviously, because they're cinema VODs, cinema cinema views, whatever you call, call them, right? So they're twenty bucks to rent it. So what about if let's say the culture changes on every movie that gets premiered, no matter how big budget, no matter how low budget, every movie that gets premiered for has a limited maybe three week to three month run on uh, cinema. So no matter what the movie is, you still have to pay twenty bucks to rent it yeah. for the first three weeks to three months. And then after that, once it's picked up by a streaming network, yeah, then you could rent it if you don't want to. If you're not part of that streaming network, you can rent it for the three dollars. If that's the culture that we end up having, yeah, but I I still think they're taking a they're they're the streaming services are going to take a gamble and be willing to of pay. Course it, but that that's why they rather that, pay for their own content. Yeah, but they're probably they'll probably pay a premium if they know that is is going to be in return on their investment. I mean, but again, you have to. It's all selling points. Yeah. I mean, no, it's 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 uh, interesting to be like, we'll give it three months, and then from there we'll drop it down to the regular price on all the other movies. Also, the only person, the only streaming network I know that's given Seth Rogen a lot of uh, freedom. Not for, well, because I remember I told you that the other day I watched the, the entire series of Future Man. Yeah. And that's a Seth Rogen TV show. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, it's it's an interesting concept, but then it would take away a lot. I think it would take away a lot because, I don't know, when you're renting it, obviously he's paying more, but it just feels like you sit down and you watch, you enjoy it. Well, when it's on a streaming network, it's not as the same. I don't know. I feel like it is. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. I just, I feel like whenever I rent a movie now, especially like it feels like when I was going to the movies, like 
you sit down by the by the TV. Everybody's ready. You got the popcorn ready. Everybody ready. Look around. And then you press play because you can only press play once for 48 hours. Oh, yeah. Then in the streaming service, you could do it whenever. Like, oh, exactly. Yeah. You just start clipping it and watching it here and there. And you don't really see Now we're paying 20 bucks. Now we have to watch it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's, 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 that's the excitement of it. That's like, true. That's why I would miss from the movie is that excitement of sitting down with everybody, get together and watch it. Like, and you still have that ability when you rent the cinema thing or rent a movie, whatever, yeah. online. I just feel like if you go straight to streaming networks, so far with all the streaming movies, that, and some of them are huge, like, you know, have been huge titles, but I don't see people doing that. Like, I don't see people gathering around you know, for something that's on the streaming network as most to like renting it. Well, yeah. Well, my wife and your sister meet up to watch Siren together. That's a TV I, show. That's uh, different. <laughs> they did not start off together. No. But now no, they started getting what's in, the other one? Legion or something like that? But they, the, 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 <laughs> It's the like big, a movie length. No, I'm episode. saying, but like they, the minute it starts getting super good and they both know they're both fans of it, they, <laughs> they do they meet, now, exactly. meetups to watch exactly. it. Exactly. But that's always been a thing. That the, the TV show meetup stuff. Think about Game of Thrones, you know, stuff yeah. like that. There's always been that that culture. Once people are sold in the show, yeah, we're talking true. about movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. I can't. Well, again, we don't know what the next couple months is going to bring, and I feel like I know culture changes are going to continue. Oh yeah, definitely. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see, see what survives, next. what changes, what's new. <laughs> true. 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 All right, guys, so we'll take a quick break and come back with Nico Damas's movie review. Yeah. Welcome back to Nico Damas's. I'm going to stop saying corner movie. Nico Damas's movie review. Yep, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's see. So the movie we got to watch this week. Um, is a new movie by Chris Hemsworth called Extraction. Yes, sir. So just to give you a short description of the movie. Um, it's it's not a new concept, but okay. So basically, Chris Hemsworth. Um, well, it, just to start off, it starts off with a um, a little a little child in India that uh, living a normal life until you gets home and you realize he's somebody different. Um, basically, ends up he ends up getting kidnapped. And Chris Hemsworth is the person assigned to bring him back. So let's be honest. This is a straight up action, you know, shoot 'em up type movie, right? Yeah. So and the, the premise is not like I said, it's not a new one. Obviously, you have um, somebody who's overly experienced that that tries to save somebody who's innocent. In this case, was a kid. Um, that kind of scenario. And usually, when it comes to like, especially when it comes to like drug dealing stuff like that, so. Um, and he, they put in a perilous, crazy scenario, and the question is, how do they get out? Um, so let's talk about this movie now. I am I, I I got to enjoy it, and I and I realized like it this was shot a little differently than normal. I don't know if you noticed that like some scenes were very clean, very crisp, and kind of a little CGI'd, kind of like something something you see in Marvel. Yeah. But yet the movie's kind of nature is gritty. And dark and uh, you know and bloody, so it, it was a very different like feel to the movie like than than you would normally get. Yeah, true. So that's very true. So that's one thing I found interesting. Something that you can get into, but something that's also kind of dark. Also, I know I noticed uh, the one things I noticed that were very unique about this movie. Um, there was um, 
there was a typical villain in a sense, like somebody who they would show you that villain who's pure evil type thing, where it's like there's no redemption in that person. But in this one, I felt like everybody kind of they tried to have a, a an identifying factor in them, something where like you could reason nobody's really just. I mean, aside from the main bad guy, which even him, he has this weird redeemable thing uh, storyline with. Uh, with the, the young boy with another one yeah so yeah so with with like the, how you were just seeing it is that how norm, like a typical movie like this you would think if there's a big bad he's big bad to the bone like mm-hmm. to the end of it he never changes you never see another aspect to to ground him a little bit there's no redeemable ca- characteristic yeah. about him so here what they did is that they gave everybody some redeemable factor yeah something slight to you could just attach to to be like like nobody just nobody and now give it more of a realistic feel to it I feel. yeah like nobody suggested anything like they suggested doing what you would consider bad things but they didn't do it in a context of just like that's what you need to do like very that, that kind of like confident swagger of like without conscience like everybody felt like they had to do certain thing certain things bad but they felt they they literally vocalized they, and they understood the um Severity. the more application of yeah. it. Yeah. Like, you know, hey, we gotta do this and you know, this is the reason, this is why, this is, and and you see the the the, the torment in the per even even the secondary characters torment in his eyes when he has to you know, come to that conclusion. Yeah. Like nobody comes to these really messed up conclusions slightly. And not to say that this movie is so in depth, like everything's like it's not like Sicario in that way where it's like super like into the personalities of these kind of people. Yeah. But, but they, they basically just made sure to give everybody a little bit of that, which I found interesting. Yeah, it felt, it's almost I now like the more we talk about it, it's like I feel like it's a straight up eighties or nineties like hardcore action movie in that sense, but just tilted slightly enough to give every all the characters a little bit of depth. Yeah. Just even the kid like the secondary kid on like the villains, the heroes, the secondary characters, you know, what? they, they, they just give him enough mm-hmm. just to be like, to ground them a little bit. Yeah. And what was another thing? Another thing I noticed was the way they filmed it. So the, obviously let's say one thing that John Wick was praised for was his action scenes were cut hot, like out more. So like most movies get a lot of, um, Get a lot of negative feedback because they do quick cut scenes and usually it's really upfront. Yeah, so real close. Of, you don't see none of the action. Exactly, it's we're very more obscure, like cut, 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 and it's close up so that you don't you feel like you're in the action but you're not really seeing anything. Yeah, because you, you, your mind. I think they do that because I think going off topic. I'm sorry, is that no, you, because your your mind visually thinks like, oh, from this scene to cut this scene, I already know the transition. Where is he going? Yeah, like a perfect example is. Uh, bloodshot with um with vin diesel oh uh, some of the action scenes were like that aside from the fast and furious 12 yeah (laughs) some of the action scenes especially when he's fighting are like that where it's very close up like from out it's always very cgi and it's always elaborate and the villains but like when he's fighting people it's usually really straight up close and quick cuts yeah so it's and it's obscure which you you almost like john like did i see that or did it whatever so this one had close-up scenes but they didn't feel like that, they didn't feel too quick cuts, and they didn't feel too obscure. Like you, they were long running scenes. Yeah, they were long enough so you could see the whole actions, and there were some quick cuts that led into some, that had to lead into. That's what I'm saying. It else. didn't really feel like quick cuts. It just felt like you were following. It, it almost felt like there was there was another person in 
that scene, that scene with them that you never saw. Because yeah. that's the perspective it feels like. It feels like there's just somebody standing there witnessing it, and then he pans over to another character, follows that character to another another area, then pans back to, let's say, the original character. So it, it felt like, again, like there like was one a, single camera watching everything from Exactly. That it felt like one person just standing there watching the whole thing go down, which I appreciate. I thought it was an interesting way to film the movie. Um, and it did have a lot of elements I felt like John Wick, not necessarily in the sense of a wide-angle shot, but yeah. more of... Practical practical shots, yeah. Like you saw, you know, saw Chris Hemsworth. Um, you know, it wasn't just he shot somebody from a far away in the arm and he goes down. No, it was it's very specific shots that you can see anybody going down. Many, many shots to the chest, one to the head, always kind of back and forth, like yeah, that you saw in John Wick. And also, like some of the scenes were very abrupt. Like, where did that come from? Like the, the like I guess some people got hit by a car and like yeah, like this came out of nowhere. But mm-hmm. that's probably how that's supposed yeah. to happen yeah um the so I, population that they were at i did appreciate how it was filmed so yeah. in that sense i do appreciate how that was filmed um trying to think of what other uh, aspects of the movie that i wanted uh i wanted to like touch on um anything you want to comment on the movie though? well uh one thing i did like you know what one thing i didn't like about the okay. movie was uh, there were a few characters that I felt was unnecessary. No, no, because there were like there were like third rate, third rate, um, third rate characters. They they were non essential at that point. But I'm trying to. Th- that was one thing. There was one guy I just didn't like. Maybe he just. Hmm. Well, I would say this one thing is what I wish I would have seen. Um, kind of more of a wish list than than a, I didn't like. Um, I wish the kid had more development. Like there were some scenes where you saw you saw this kind of like compassion in him, something you maybe you want to connect with him. But as far as that character developing into, um, like him developing into something, yeah, maybe he his perspective changed or something like that. I didn't feel like that. That's when that's the transition. I felt like there wasn't. You know what I mean? Which you know what's funny thing? I like the kid. No, I didn't say I liked it as a kid. I just no, felt no, like I wanted more of a transition. You wanted a more story from him? I wanted him to... I think character development is necessary, especially for somebody who's dealing with what he just witnessed. Yeah. It would have been interesting to show something developed in that kid. And I think um, he, but I think that picks up later. Like, you, you see it later. What I mean? At, I'm not going to spoil the movie. But no, no, saying, no, I know. I, I you saw see the tra- yeah, yeah, you see the transition to later, to the end. That's a little bit. I, I just didn't, for me, I didn't feel like the transition was there. But maybe maybe it was maybe I just missed it or maybe I wasn't looking for it. But I don't know. It would have been interesting to see he survived. That's what that's the only thing I got from it. Yeah. But to show him transition to maybe show him in one way at the beginning of the movie and show him in another at the end. That's the kind of thing I would hope for. And sometimes in movies is cliche, but I still would like to see it in, in characters, especially in in somebody like obviously he's uh he's the main focus of the movie. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, so there wasn't many things. The fight scenes were amazing. I think the 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 cart the cart chase. Oh yeah, it's a adren- it's an adrenaline junkie lo- like like from love beginning story, yeah. beginning to end. Yeah, I think th- there wasn't many. They kept the pace of the movie so like they kept the mind of the pace of the movie so well mm-hmm. that it didn't. There wasn't times that I was like bored. 
You know, like the, no, the, they, they dropped the the the, the tempo or yeah. the pace. You're like, oh, I'm not feeling it. They when when they bring they did bring it down. You you still felt you felt that alertness and that 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 anxiousness to get the situation done. Yeah. So yeah. So but pacing, action scenes, all the characters did really good. Um, one thing, and this is not even spoiling the movie. What I loved is that because they were set in India, um most scenes that only had Indian characters, they only sp- spoke their true language. Yeah. F- for, because a lot of movies, they'll, they'll transition them to English. Yeah, like English. why, like they just, they're just speaking English because they know the people that are watching it are going to appreciate it more, but it shouldn't be that way. And it takes away from it. Of course. The, the authenticity of where they're at and their, their environment. Yeah. So I, I really do like, when movies do like that, and, and this one did, I did appreciate it a lot more. No, and I, th- I think movies should definitely do that. And I was wondering, I'm imagining this. So the movie did have, they spoke their true language, right? But did you notice they would also drop English words out of, like, I, I felt out of nowhere. Um, like, it would just be like, you know, um, Hindi, 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 and then they'll drop an English word here and there. And I'm, I'm imagining the reason they did that is maybe um, as far as translation of words, like maybe they wrote the script in English and told them to speak uh, their language, but maybe certain words don't transition the same meaning. Yeah, the con- yeah. so if somebody actually heard it, like, oh, that sounds off. Exactly. So maybe those, they would just have to not be able to translate those words and just speak it in English. I'm guessing yeah. that's what it was. Which either way, I do appreciate it because obviously they still want to make sure they get whoever wrote the scripts, you know, original idea out. Yeah, the point across in the message. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was a good movie. Definitely worth the watch, especially right now. It's it's a good action movie that you could see have been a good movie theater movie. Yeah, I so, could have. Um, I would give this one uh, three and a half Nickies. You know what? Same here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this gives me three and a half to mm-hmm. like a close four. Really? Close four. Because this hasn't been that many times. It hasn't been recently that I've mm-hmm. seen a good action movie. You know what would have been like would have made it a four for me? What? If there was a good like a, I'm not to spoil it for. I don't think I'm spoiling. It. You I just are. If you think you are, you're gonna. No, 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 no. It's not spoiling. <laughs> it. I, I mentioned this uh, uh, earlier today. I like movies that have a boss moment, like that moment where the main character has to you know, overcome a big boss, right? Yeah. In most action movies, those are fun. Those are awesome to watch. Yeah. And, and I, I know this one's more of a a real, like, tries to be more of a real-life drama type thing. Yeah. Kind of like similar to Man on Fire, stuff like that. But it would still have been cool to see that because this was more of an action than it, than it is something like that, like a drama, yeah. like a crime drama. I definitely probably would have loved the big boss scene. Okay. So I think that would have definitely probably pushed me over the four. <laughs> really? I think so. Oh, well. but yeah, we're stuck at three and a half. Yeah, three and a half. We're good with that. All right. So guys, that would be the Nico Damas's movie review section. Uh, one thing I want to do mm-hmm. or mention that's going on next week, which is a great event. It is May the Fourth be with you. Oh, and with that, Disney I think said they're releasing Star Wars, mm-hmm. uh, the Rise of uh, Rise of Skywalker on Disney Plus. 
they're going to be releasing it on May the 4th. That's the only thing I want to add. <laughs> so, I'm wondering, yo, this is going to be interesting. I mean, May. this is the first, not, it's not a holiday, but it's it something is. everybody's. It is, it is to us. Well, no, no, not, I mean, I'm not just May, uh, not it's, just uh, it's uh, a national May the holiday. 4th. It's, not it's May the 4th to be with you, but May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. Oh, yeah. That's one of those huge celebratory holidays, like that. No, no, I'm sorry. We did, we did have, we had a um, St. Patty's, St. Patty's Day, but I think that was while it was still first starting off. Everything it was, was like still fresh. Yeah, and when you just started. so but people yeah. still the clubs are still open and stuff like that. So people are still going. I think a few were. I think so. I'm just wondering what this what this one's gonna how people are gonna act a with huge this one. Zoom party. You think so? Possibly. I don't know. Definitely gonna make some margaritas at home. Oh, oh, definitely. <laughs> Most definitely. All right. So yeah, I can't wait for all of it. May the fourth be with you and all that. Yes. But as always, guys, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate coming by and checking us out and listening us to about our thoughts on movies, games, comics, and everything else in between. As always, you can find us on our social media pages on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Nerds in the City. And as always, my friends. Tell a nerd, send a nerd, bring a nerd. All right, guys. See you next week. Good night.